Welcome to Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tarmody, where it's all about health optimization, anti-aging, longevity, and being the very best you can be. Brought to you by lisatarmody.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Pushing the Limits. This week I have Michelle Hughes. Now Michelle is an executive. She's a very, very successful uh, luxury real estate. Um, develops resorts and things all around the world and all around through America and Hawaii. Um, very, very successful lady. Runs her, had her own TV show, done a lot of amazing things. And we share one passion together and that's longevity and um, prevention and health op- optimization, disease prevention, and she has a podcast called Ageless and Timeless that I'd encourage you to go and uh, check out as well. And Michelle and I are just basically riffing today on some of the guests that we've had, why we got into this area, a little bit into her background, some of her lessons that she's learned in life, and just a lovely, lovely lady um, who, who who shares the same passion that I do, um, helping people live longer, healthier lives. So I do hope that you enjoy this episode with the lovely Michelle. Um, and if you, um, we, during the show, we talked about uh, DNA. If you're wanting to know what your DNA says and uh, what you can learn from your genetics, um, then go and check out my two programs. I have epigenetics and I have the DNA company, both two companies that I work with that do t- different things. Um, but if you go to the lisatarmody.com website, you hit the work with us button and you'll see the DNA uh, health program. I would encourage you to go and check that out. This is really, very powerful stuff to understand what your genetics are. This is like getting that user manual for your body that you wish you'd been given when you were young. So make sure you go and check that out. Also check out uh, our longevity and anti-aging uh, curated range of supplements that I have in my shop and my books. And I have a new book out uh, and it's called Thriving on the Edge. This is an ebook interview slash interview series um, and this is uh, a combination of interviews with top uh, doc, uh, so, sorry um, top athletes that I've interviewed all around the world um, from people like Dean Kanasis and uh, Ray Sahab and Chris McDougall through to people who have disabilities like Samuel Gibson who unfortunately is no longer with us but who shared so many lessons with us um, through to people like Sir John Kerwin and their experience experiences in the All Blacks and with mental health. So it's a really powerful uh, interview series that will leave you feeling like well, you can achieve anything and you can do anything that you set your mind to if you listen to this. So that book is called Thriving on the Edge and it's now available over in my shop. So make sure you go and check that out. Right over to the show now with a lovely Michelle Hughes. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Pushing the Limits. Today, I have Michelle Hughes with me. Michelle, welcome to the show. It's fabulous to have you here. Thank you, Lisa. I've been so excited to have this interaction with you after we met just serendipitously. So I'm so so glad that we crossed paths, and I'm really, really uh, looking forward to our talk today. Yeah, me too. And um, we we crossed paths because um, I was listening to your show. You have a wonderful podcast and and have some amazing guests on there. And then I was like, well, why don't I reach out to Michelle and we'll we'll uh, we'll talk. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> so um, Michelle, could, yeah, the, the feeling is mutual. So you know, I have had the opportunity now to. Um, 
talk to some of your prior guests and actually several of them will be coming on to my podcast. So I think we're doing some great sharing of resources and I'm so um, happy that you uh, are also reaching out to some of my uh, prior guests. So we've got a good thing going here, Lisa. We do, we do. And it's, it's actually really, really wonderful. So I've had, I got a couple lined up and I was uh, meant to have an interview with Dr. Chan uh, a couple of days ago, but I don't know what, uh, something must have gone wrong with the timing or something as often happens with these time differences, but, um, can't wait to talk to him. He sounds absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I know he had a birthday. Ah. I saw online that, um, he was having a celebration. So it could be that he sometimes, he, you know, I always go through his assistant, Karen, and uh, she always makes sure that he comes, uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's prompt and available available and prompt with his meetings because he's very, very busy. But yeah, you yep. keep trying, it'll all work out. Yeah. Now, Michelle, give us a little bit of background about yourself and um, what you, what you, your career, um, very, very interesting career. Give us a bit of background. Well, um, you know, they say that, we are, uh, often have the either we get guided in our lives to know what we're supposed to do, or we can live our lives in, in quiet desperation of never ever realizing what we were brought here to do. And I'm one of those lucky ones that very early on in my life, I, I was given guidance as to what I'm supposed to be here for. And I'll go, go through that in a very uh, cryptic way. First, I started as a um, business executive in the corporate world and I got my feet wet and just a lot of travel, a lot of interactions with high level executives. And, and um, that was a segue into real estate where it was just a coincidence that I happened to go to Aspen on a um, women's retreat. And while I was there, I met some people who said, you need to look at some real estate here and Aspen's having its first correction. So I had just made um, a, a big windfall and I decided I needed to put that money into work for me. So that began my real estate career. And that was uh, about 1993. Uh, officially, I had dabbled a little bit during avocationally while I was in the corporate world, but this was the real big step. And this is where I think all of us have to recognize that taking risks can be one of the most um, momentous moments, uh, momentous times in our lives. And I, I can remember my husband at the time when I was, you know, in the six figure income. And now I'm going to jump into something I don't even have any training <laughs> for. And he was he was like, are you sure you really want to do this? But, you know, we had been together since we were 14. So he knew he couldn't really argue me out of it. And in the end, I jumped into real estate. My last client was Starbucks. And I remember calling them up and saying, I, you know, you're going to be the last um, assignment I do in the corporate world. So that was it. Real estate became my uh, not only avocation at that point, but vocation. And from that point on, that was um, starting out in Aspen and then also doing some work um, in the California market. And then I got a call. Uh, we had owned a little uh, vacation house in Hawaii, and I got a call from the um, landscape person. He said, look, there's 7,000 acres here that I grew up on, and it's for sale. And, wow. well, net, 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 I said, no way are we buying 7,000 acres. Well, net, 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 we ended up buying it, and we became <laughs> largest landowners, sixth largest landowner in Hawaii with a 
what's called an ahupua'a, which means the last, uh, it was the last on the island of Kauai of the land designations that the ali'i, who are the, the nobility, uh, or the royalty, the king, gave to the ali'i for their um, loyalty. So we we ended up being the outsiders, you know, the Caucasians that came into Hawaii and had to make that work so that people would be accepting us. And I have to say that was one of my biggest uh, challenges in my real estate career. But but 7,000 acres also just by itself is a challenge. However, we did a, a lot more than that over there. And I, I would say in just in hindsight that um, San Francisco is, as Frank Sinatra said, I left my heart here in San Francisco, but Really, my soul is is still in Hawaii, yeah. and I spent over twenty five years uh, commuting from Aspen to San Francisco to Hawaii. My home has always been here in the Bay Area on San Francisco. But uh, anyway, so we did um, six projects in Aspen, six big luxury homes that we either built from scratch or we uh, uh, remodeled. And then we did another six homes in Hawaii along with the 7,000 acres. So that was that wow. was a 25-year span of time because it takes about a year and a half for every real estate project. And I also developed a, a hospitality division that has served me well since many of my uh, guests were um, VIPs and uh, celebrities, many of whom love to come to Kauai uh, and for its privacy and beauty. And so I got a chance to interact with so many of those people who wanted to meet the owner, um, you know, not to drop names, but people that I could write books about because they were so interesting, like like yeah. uh, Will Smith and Kevin Costner. Wow. And Josh Brolin and, well, uh, uh, Mario Hemingway, a lot, just a lot of different uh, people who, who uh, love to come to the island. So, And, you know, service is such a big part of everything we do in life. And um, so I think that also helped me because I had a service orientation and that's what they love. They love to know that, you know, they're you're making them their top priority. So, uh, so then... Wow. Um, all this time, even when I was in the corporate world, I was always passionate about wellness, fitness. But, you know, these were the days in the late 80s, early 90s when, well, health, you know, even health food stores really didn't start until um, the 80s. And then they were just little mom and pops. So I think I was ahead of my time. And I will segue just for a second to say what led me to the interest and passion was not only the good things in life, but knowing that, you know, be, when I felt good, it was because I was uh, feeling fit and healthy and active and so forth, but also mentally, you know, that my um, ability to solve problems and all of that uh, mental wellness was very important. And of course, a positive attitude, which in any challenge in business um, or in any profession, having that attitude of, you know, I can do whatever I decide is important and give me the challenge and I'm going to jump in if that's something I want to do. And, mm -hmm. and so that was, I think, another time in my life where I realized that taking care of yourself and being disciplined and knowing what choices to make, because let's face it, we, we are the sum total of all of our choices. And so I found that I was going to health food stores before they were really even well uh, accepted 
And um, and I was reading people like you probably don't even know because I'm older than you. But Adele Davis was like the icon at the time in the fitness. I mean, in the wellness world. And I had all her books. And, and so anyway, that was the first. But the other thing that does happen, I think, in life, we learn, like you've said so many times, I've listened to your podcast, tragedy can uh, or or challenges can can open our eyes to opportunities you know the chinese word for opportunity is crisis uh, wow. i don't know if you know that but so crisis and opportunity are are those times in our lives when doors open because we are looking for answers and i always think you know it's it's better to solve a problem uh, by finding constructive solutions. And so I, at the age of 26, woke up one morning with a, a, a rash all over my body. And, you know, I've never been sick in my life. I had the little childhood things like appendicitis and tonsillitis and those things, but I never had had any illness in my life. Well, we went to this emergency room and they told me that I had um, lupus. Oh, wow. And even know what lupus was and so uh anyway i i i said tell me what lupus is and then they said well we got to do a bone marrow so anyway they did that big long needle with the bone marrow these are the things you don't forget right in life horrific and like i said it was the first time i'd ever had any setbacks and so it was very difficult for me to just drop out of my my rhythm you know my business rhythm and i didn't feel that great you know particularly when they started giving me pharmaceutical drugs yeah so that that was the wake-up call and before that it was just all you know proactive interest in staying fit and being uh beautiful and healthy and those were um just you know always in my life but then when it became an, uh, a a challenge then i started doing a lot of research and what i realized like in one weekend on prednisone which is what they give oh, you when they yeah. have lupus um you know i went i remember going to a pool party and i, I was like my my face was like a little cherub you know yeah. and it all uh bloomed blown up blossomed blown out and i had gained weight it was horrible it yeah. was just the one thing I can pride myself on, Lisa, is when I gain a few pounds, I right away feel it and it, it bothers me and I have yeah. to do something about it. So yeah. I take action and that's more exercise, better, you know, it's curving some um, some calories, whatever the reason, the re- whatever the solutions are. But this was something I couldn't control. No, you I wasn't, can't. No. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying. Oh, and yeah. You, it's horrible. I, you had to deal with this with your mother too. So um, at any rate, uh, long story short, I didn't have lupus and thank God. And, uh, but the doctors misdiagnosed me. And, uh, but in that process of getting, going through a misdiagnosis, I learned that I didn't want to be in the allopathic medicine world. And I actually fired my, my doctor because he was asking me to stay on 60 milligrams of prednisone and I voluntarily took it down to 20 and he he basically fired me too. So at any rate, I realized (laughs) that I had a mind of my own and I wasn't going to be uh, controlled. It wasn't that I didn't respect doctors. I think they they deserve a lot of respect. It's that I saw the opportunity um, to be a participant in my health and not be the, recept- the receiver of information that I didn't understand or that didn't make me feel good. And I told the doctor, I said, You're, this medicine is making me feel worse than the actual uh, disease that you yeah. 
So that was the door that opened. And I have to say, you know, it, everything happens for a reason. And in my case, um, you know, there was the crisis and the opportunity. So I began on the path of uh, wellness and I became I, like the um, there was a magazine in San Francisco that uh, was all about athletes. And they called me up one day and asked me if they could follow me around because I was a, I was an executive and they said, we, you know, we want to have executives who fit, who are fit. And there, you know, there are not a lot of them at the time because a lot of people were drinking and mm-hmm. eating badly. And so I was standing out, I guess, in their, in their, um, on their radar. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a, a door that opened. And then I, I met Barry Sears, who is the um, founder of the Sears Institute in Boston. And he was the one that started the whole theory of inflammation before oh, wow. it was accepted. He was a kind of a pariah. And, but he had been recommended to me and I, I was, I grew up in Boston. So I had an opportunity to go meet him. That led to Barry asking me to be on the board of his new company that was called the Zone Cafe. And this was like the first combination of my passion of wellness with business. And so the Zone Cafe, he was, he was partnered with Dr. Stephen Sinatra, who was a very famous cardiologist. And so basically we were going to start a, um, oh, and Dr. Graham Simpson, who you may have seen, he was on my podcast. And these, these uh, three doctors were going to start a cafe, a, a national franchise all across the, uh, well, the world, actually. They started wow. in uh, Reno and they wanted to put, you know, have very good tasting, healthy food, which wow. it turned was their prototype was some of the best healthy food you ever could eat and so with that opportunity combining business with my my passion um it put me into you know being very serious about wellness and even while i was living in aspen i had a tv show for six years uh that i produced and hosted called people people making a difference. And I was doing this while I was developing real estate. So it was completely like, you know, if I keep home, I would go back or go over to the studio and film. And I had the good fortune of having some very famous people who came into Aston to uh, join my show. But what it did do for me is it opened the door to my ability to communicate you know, I was an English major, but I never never used it in in um, in any uh, vocational way, other than everything. Bottom line is communication, no matter what you do in life. So, at any rate, I did that six years, and that made me, you know, feel comfortable in front of the camera. Uh, my brother always said, I, "I've not met a microphone that you don't love." <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do love to share my ideas. So net, 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 you know, many years later, I was in uh, L.A. on a, a business trip. I was actually living there for about a year. And a friend of mine said, you know, you really need to start a podcast. And she wanted me to do it on dating because I had been <laughs> newly newly single because my, my uh, wonderful husband had untimely uh, passed away. So oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, thank you. But, you know, he, he was he was the love of my life and he was a great friend. But, you know, um, anyway, so she, I said, but, you know, that's not going to work because that's like a beginning and an end. You know, how much can you really say about Match.com or dating or <laughs> yeah. you know, on, 
all the pitfalls. I said, I don't, I don't think so. It's not my passion anyway. It's just something I, I'm forced to do now to be uh, in that world. So I said, but she said, well, then what, what does light your fire? And I said, oh, there's no question. It's about wellness. And, and um, so that's how Ageless and Timeless was, uh, was born. And, you know, I think you and I have two of the best names for podcasts, by the way. Yeah, Pushing the Limits and Ageless and Timeless. <laughs> yeah, Ageless and Timeless. I think those are two great names, and they say a lot about who we are. And so, anyway, that uh, that's how I, I came up with the name, because uh, I just felt like, well, this is what it's all about, you know. And sure enough, yeah. as we get into this, and you and I both know this from our guests, we find out that you can be ageless and timeless. And actually, the sky is the limit now. You know, we don't yeah. have to accept that we're going to live only a certain chronological number of years anymore. And that's why they say, you know, 80 is the new 40 or whatever. The new, yeah, you know, yeah. But, so anyway, <laughs> that's, that's the long answer. Sorry it had to be so long. Anymore. But anyway, <laughs> that's how. A, and, and by the way, I've been doing this for four years now. I know you've been doing it double that, eight years. Yep. And we both do it with other very demanding responsibilities in our lives. So, you know, I, I guess I should say, give us um, a little gold star for being that passionate <laughs> about wanting to share. And by the way, I, in the beginning, thought that I was going to be teaching people. And then it turns out it's just the opposite. And these <laughs> people that are our guests. Yeah. Teach, not only teach our viewers, but they teach us. And mm. we so much value uh, that we didn't, I didn't expect was going to be part of this. So yeah. I assume you feel, you, you feel the same way because you've been doing it twice as long. Absolutely. Just interrupting the show to let you know about our patron community here and the podcast at Pushing the Limits. We've been going for eight years and we really need your support to keep the show on air and free to everybody so that everyone gets this fantastic information uh, from all these great doctors, scientists, athletes, business people from all around the world. So we would love you to come and join us. You get a lot of exclusive member benefits when you do, but really it's about supporting the show and keeping it on air. And for a coffee or two a month, that would be fantastic if you can come and join us. You can go to patron.lisatarmity.com. That's patron.lisatarmity.com and check it all out. Look, honestly, you wouldn't do this because it's a hell of a lot of work. There's uh, no payday at the end of it necessarily. Um, and it's, uh, it's it, it takes up a, a huge part of your brain space. But this is my university. This is the way I connect with the best people in the world. Um, so there, there is a, a selfish need to be learning from masters. And, and you and I are lucky in that we have access to some of the greatest minds on the planet because of, you know, our previous lives and what we've done and the, and the experiences that we, we, we can share with them. Um, but we learn from the best in the world. And this is just absolutely, and you're so right, Michelle, like we don't have to be defined anymore by the limitations that we grow up with, that we're going to get old, we're going to get decrepit, and we're going to die. Yes, we're all going to die. I probably agree with that one at some point. With them. I think we're going to push it out a hell of a long way if right. we take care of ourselves. And I think the biggest thing that you and I have been aware of is taking care of ourselves now because the right. stuff that's coming down the pipeline is absolutely next level and will give us decades more if we're lucky, you know, and right. if we, you know, 
yes, we could all still be run over by a bus or something could come, you know, at us that we didn't see. But being in that preventative space, Michelle, how important is that for you now? Like, you know, as we, you know, you and I are both north of 40, (laughs) put put it that way. (laughs) Um, And, 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 when you, I think once you get over that 40 year old mark or 50 year old for some, it's sort of a sudden it's like, you know, I'm 55 now. And it's like, you know, you suddenly go, crap, I'm going, there's a, there's a use by date here. And I haven't done all the things that I'm wanting to do. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I've got so much knowledge now to share. And it's taken me 30 years to get here. I don't want to start losing it now. You know, exactly. I don't start to go downhill how's how, how have you found that that transition as you've gotten older and realized yep there's a use by date but then huh maybe not I think one of the greatest things that um I've learned and you've learned I know is the difference between our chronological and our biological age and that that's become the kind of a biomarker of our generation yeah that uh, you know just because the sun has uh uh, turned so many years while you've been on this planet, that does not define you. Yeah. And that again is where ageless and timeless uh, came from in the sense that I recognize that, you know, we can be 30, 40 years younger in our biological age, which is the age of our organs, the energy level, the, you know, all the performance measures and the DNA methylation that we have both uh, been tested on and the telomere lanes and, and so forth. There's so many markers now that tell us what our true age is. And that's why uh, I feel so much more encouraged that I'm not going to be defined by some number. And um, and by the way, that helps in dating, too, because I tend to be attracted to men who are much younger than me because I'm much younger in my mind and my spirit, my energy level, my fitness level. So all of that is um, really part of the whole technological revolution that you and I are lucky enough to be uh, part of. And yeah. all that's available now that wasn't available for our parents and grandparents to understand one, what those markers are, and two, how to work with them to improve our our uh, longevity. Yeah, and so, this is like, you know, like when, you know, um, Ryan from True Diagnostic, fabulous guy, and, and, and you know, I've just done my, my age testing, uh, true age testing, and, you know, like it's really powerful information. Um, and it made me make a few changes because there were some things on there I didn't like, you know, but there was one that was really great, which was the rate of aging, which made yeah, that, I love, oh, you know. I love your rate of aging was in your, like, 67%. Yeah, 69%. Yeah. 9%. That was amazing, Lisa. And, um yeah, that's that's a yeah. I I agree with you. I did I, you know I told you I did the test as well, and uh, mm. I, I there were some things that I don't definitely didn't agree with, and I have to work on. But at least it gives you a starting point, you know. Yeah. And uh, the the telomere one was the one that I loved because it made it told me I was between one and five years old. And my telomere. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, so insane. <laughs> yeah, the, I, even uh, Dr. Bill Lawrence, who you and I both know, uh, yeah. he he said he sent the test back because he didn't believe it to have them redo it. And so what? So hey, it's good to have one thing going for you. And <laughs> um, telomeres are certainly one of the better ones to have. And uh, working with that, you know, you've got some armor 
uh, in your arsenal. And yeah. uh, now you build on all the other things. So, yeah, these are the kinds of things we'd like to share with our viewers that, that hey, don't accept what what might be given to you as your destiny don't you can fight your destiny now because just like you everybody thought their genes were the only thing that would define them and you couldn't change your genes well that's not true no we know that now that, that's you know and genetics is one of the areas of my you know uh what i do in my business and it it, it is just the 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 blueprint but it's not it's like you know they say um Genetics loads the gun, but it's the environment that pulls the trigger. And that is just so important. That. You know, like you don't pull the trigger if you're in the right environment and you, yeah. and, uh, so, you know, like I know that I have really poor detoxification genes. My, my glutathione family of genes are a disaster. So yeah. I need to make sure that I don't expose myself un, uh, unnecessarily to toxins of any sort, yeah. you know, and that, that I support my methylation and I do these things. So that's, that's powerful information that I didn't have in my earlier life and, and made, mm -hmm. made mistakes because of that. And it made me change my entire lifestyle based on those few genes, you know, a handful of genes that I now know that I have that I'm like, okay, I got to change things up. So that's when, you know, ultra marathon running went out the window for me because that was not going to be conducive to me living a long time. That was going to increase the risk of, you know, things like arterial stiffness and inflammation. And I've got a family history of that. So I was like, thank God I did my <laughs> genetics because now I know that and I can take action. You know, did you do genetics with, um, with, um, with Kashif? Uh, yeah, Kashif. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. A chief. Well, I think everybody should know about him, the DNA company. Yeah. I love um, their work. I haven't gotten my results. I just sent them in, but I'll let you know what I find out. But yes, that's really, really important. And I also had never heard of plasmalogens until you introduced me to Dr. Dr. Dayan. Oh, isn't he wonderful? I, yeah. So I did his test. I, again, have no results yet, but these are the kinds of things that people need to know about, Lisa. And watching your, I've watched about seven or eight of your podcasts and I've learned so much oh, from wonderful. not only, well, your guests are incredible, but also just from the questions you ask and the answers they give and the information that you can build on that is um, is just tremendous. So I do encourage everybody to uh, look into the DNA company in, in Toronto uh, if you want to do a genetic. This is a real yeah, genetic. Not, it is. Not the and it's powerful. And I and I do that in my company. So I've been working with the DNA company for, for a number of years. And actually, the founder of the DNA company, Dr. Mansour Muhammad, who... Um, He's, he's, um, unfortunately stepped back out of the company, uh, for, for family reasons, but he was my first teacher, the my most wonderful teacher. Um, I'll, I'll share with you a couple of his early podcasts. Um, just a wonderful man. And, and, and Kashif has taken, is now the CEO and, and he is absolutely fabulous as well. And that's very powerful. And I've seen that company evolve and change over the last four or five years because, you know, the, the DNA space is just growing and changing and they're refining and refining and refining things much, much more. And now we get really practical information and reports. And it's just, it's very, very powerful when I'm sitting with my clients and we can go through those reports. It gives me information about what to environment to put this person in. You know, should they be 
doing their weight training? What time of the day should they train? And what's their circadian rhythms, their sleep patterns? What hormonal predispositions do they have? You know, all of this information, immunity, Mm -hmm. cardiovascular, everything. And then Mm -hmm. I can go, right, I think we need to put these things in the mix. And then I also look through a whole lot of other lenses, you know, blood work and uh, functional medicine testing, a lot of, you know, depending on the person, what they're needing, heavy metals, Dutch testing, organic acids, all of these things just gives you one more lens to look through to help optimize that person. Uh, and, and this is just really powerful preventative medicine, really, you know. Um, mm. And and you're lucky enough to, you, you've had some great people. So who, who have been some of your favorite guests? I, I'm, I'm getting to uh, interview a few of them because we've exchanged already. I'm trying to keep up with you because I'm, I'm, I'm running myself ragged here with a number of companies and my my mum is sitting there waiting for me all the time. But um, yeah. You certainly set the bar very high for um, someone who can accomplish a lot in a very a very limited time. So I, I give you a lot of kudos. You. you know how demanding just just doing real estate and the podcast is very demanding. Never mind having a, a parent that you're trying to care for. So uh, I really put so much um, love into that uh, admiration for Thank you. Thank you. Um, but to answer your question, well, first of all, you know, I've, I've been thinking a lot lately about what would I do differently if I've, you know, gone through the different decades? What have I learned from my past and what would I do differently if I were living it over again? And, you know, one thing I can say is that every day is a, is a journey and every day someone's going to teach you something like today you taught me something and you know it's not like you're you're out searching for that it just comes your way you're like a magnet for information and and learning and so I decided that you know I'm looking at my life as a journey with uh the learning experience never never stop learning Mm. and What are the things that I've learned to do better, uh, given that I've gotten older and made some mistakes? We all make mistakes. But what are some of those things? And and so I'm kind of trying to answer your question through the back door as to, you know, who are some of the favorite people? But without naming those names right away, I can tell you that uh, every one of my guests has taught me something that I didn't know before. and, And I have tried to apply that. And so a few of the things that I came up with the other day when I was thinking through this is, well, one, I always want to be um, authentic and I always want honesty and the truth to be the things that are guiding everything that I do in life. And and that means getting factual information. So even when I have these guests on, I always want to know, you know, I don't want to sound like a doctor, but I do want to know what is the backing, the scientific backing. Because uh, a lot of people in the medical world, you know, they that's like their religion. And we are lay people, although you're, you know, immersed with your consulting business and the epigenetics, you know, you, you've taken another step forward of having clients. So you have to be very, very um, uh, precise and and factual. So that was one thing that, you know, I, I yeah. guided me. The other thing is I realized that, People come in and out of your life and, you know, the, the friends that you had, you know, 10 years ago may not even be there or all of them today. And learning to cope with the disappointments of, of having and losing or having and, 
you know, whatever the reasons for transiency and, and friendships, it's something you just have to accept, you know, that, that, but those people came into your, your, I don't know if you remember that beautiful poem about people come to your life for a reason, a season and a lifetime. And, you know, I, I try to put them into that category. There are some people that have been in my life since I was an infant, you know, a child, of course, that's your family members, but others too, that you grew up with. And then there are others that were in your life that you thought were going to be, you know, just, uh, just there forever, permanent. And some things happen. So, so learning that has been another human um, perspective about. Uh, and by the way, everything I'm saying is really contributing to my overall wellness because what you Thank believe you. is what is what you can achieve. And if you do, I start with the positive attitude. I never let anything get to me. I always say, maybe I'm not blissfully happy at the moment, but I'm happy enough. I read that somewhere and I said, you know, that's actually a good way to say it. If mm-hmm. you always look at, and I don't look at the glass half full, I look at it overflowing. <laughs> and that way, you know, when I come to the podcast and the interviews and I'm you know, talking to all these incredible masterminds, like you said, you know, I'm coming to them with a, one, an open vessel and also questions that I think are open-ended. And some of them are not only just medical and, and uh, you know, that side of things that we both know are so important, but also the human side. Because I think everybody has a story. And I think my, uh, many of our guests uh, don't get asked about what drove yeah. them to be the, the, who they are and, and wh- what were some of their obstacles and how did they overcome their adversities and things that are, you know, a really life changing and and life inspiring and so even though i think most of them are scientifically trained and want to only talk about what they do not how they feel i sometimes like to go over to that other side the humanities side i think that's my english um training background in training and human and in liberal arts that you know and also in spirituality that's another thing that's happened, I think, through wellness, Lisa, is you learn to trust in God or whatever you believe in, if it's, you know, some uh, 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 higher being. Yep. And you learn to say, no matter what, I will be taken care of. The angels are watching over me and I will have protection. So even when they told me I had that horrible lupus thing, you know, somehow angels were with me and I found answers that contradicted them and look that was in my 20s and I know that that's been uh, um, one of the blessings that when you believe that you know that no matter what you do that you're going to have some uh, some positive outcome even you may not know what it is and you may not accept it at the moment you may think no no this isn't what I want but as the Rolling Stones said you don't always get what you want (laughs) (laughs) get what you need (laughs) Anyway, so some of my favorite guests, I mean, gosh, it would be, okay, I've given you some of the ones, you know, obviously, uh, some of my sponsors, I would name right away, um, Dr. Michael Chan of European Wellness out of Malaysia. Yeah, uh, can't yes. wait to, to get him actually in the, yeah. in the hot seat, because he is and amazing. Wait, you meet him in person, you know, you're not that far away, he's in Malaysia, but uh, you know, it was quite far away for me, but uh, just by chance, I was at the um, 
Dr. Goldman, uh, the founder of uh, American Academy of Anti-Aging, invited me to come to Vegas last December. And I hadn't been at A4M for probably 15 years. I used to go when they were first starting out. And um, anyway, I, I was walking down the aisle and I saw some of the peptides that I had been taking. And I looked again and, and sure enough, Dr. Chan had a booth. Wow. He had never, never told me he was going to be there. So Dr. Um, Chan is one. And then, of course, Dr. Todd Ovakitis, um, yeah, I gave you his name. And yep. he's the stem cell person. By the way, and tomorrow I'm going to talk to Christian uh, Drapeau. Oh, Dr. Drapeau, you will love him. Yeah. How do you say his last name? Drapeau. Drapeau, Drapeau yeah. French. Okay. Yeah. So he and I are having our first conversation tomorrow. And um, and I gave you Robert Slovak, who is a very old friend. And he is kind of like the father of reverse osmosis. So if you want to talk about water and drinking purified, the best water, and also, of course, he's the founder of two very high-level supplement companies called mm. Quicksilver Scientific mm. and Water and Wellness. And um, so he'd be a yep. great, he'd be yep, a great guest. All, and he's very coming on. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good. So those are some of my favorites, but um but you know there are so many others that I I I just like I'd be here all day and I'd take up all your time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like we we both have uh, Dr. Yurth, for example, we had on, um, and Dr. Yurth is um, just absolutely amazing. She's she's uh, just my favorite person in the whole world. She looks after my mum's health. Um, yeah, yeah. So well, we, we we're very lucky to to get some of these great people. Yeah, and there's somebody that, you know, we intersected because both of us contacted her. We didn't know each other. And um, so we, yeah, I think if you look at my YouTube channel and see anyone else that is of interest, that's what I'm doing with yours. I'm looking on your um, your YouTube. And if I, <laughs> yeah, so because I know we're going to be able to share ideas. And that, of course, helps our viewers because we want them to be uh if they haven't seen yours but they happen to see mine or vice versa then you know we're making sure that the people that we are in uh connecting with are able to teach them dr bill lawrence you're gonna i think you're i've done i've done i've had dr bill lawrence and that's coming out shortly people so make sure you watch for that one and okay. um oh what a, what an amazing man um so yeah very very excited about bioregulators hoping to get into the clinical trial myself with with Dr Bill we're just trying to work that out now whether it's possible in New Zealand um and I'll be keeping my people you know informed on how I go with the bioregulators uh because this is a very exciting space so very much into the peptides and into the bioregulators I think well, I this think is the important. future differentiate because I am I have been doing some of the injectable peptides that are mm-hmm. the synthetics excuse me for um you know BPC 157 for yep. you know into my ankle to hopefully get rid of trauma and um and edema uh and things like that uh I I I you know, I do think they've been around for a long time, but the peptide bioregulators are, are, as Bill said, the new kid on the block. People who don't know about them uh, should look them up. And you can see Bill Lawrence on a number of different uh, YouTube uh, channel uh, interviews, you, uh, mine being one and, and yours to be upcoming. Mm. Uh, but there are many, many others that he's done. And he does go into a very deep level explanation. There's a guy who science is, you know, is the king. Next level. Yeah. And, 
And so peptide bioregulators are, you know, coming out of Russia. Um, we don't maybe don't want to say that these days, but but they have been around for 40 years and um, they are uh, not they are not synthetic. They are from our bodies, from amino acids, which which the uh, synthetic ones are, too. But but these are uh, have no chemicals and they're they're oral rather than injectable, which makes them a lot easier for people to take. And Bill goes into so many uh, scientific studies and his long experience now, he's, I think he's been the head of the St. Petersburg Institute in the U.S. for about 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And he's reversed his uh, biological age. Uh, you know, he, he thought he was going to yeah. die was 75 and and he, he's you know now 77 like, and going strong yeah, yeah 77 years old. yeah so so there's he's a great testimony for what these um peptide bioregulators so basically they're like they're like they're like stem cells that are pluripotent they aim at the organ that uh are they're they're researched by the lab in st petersburg and then targeted to travel to the organ that is in most need and that is what bill helps to design for you and he will he's doing it for me because i'm in his trials and he will do it for you you're in there so you get a very customized program of uh targeting the different organs that we all want we all know what what are there there were 26 peptides bioregulated some of them don't yeah, and then the, 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 you know what I'm I'm trying to connect the dots between Dr. Michael Chan's work, you know, with the with the the stem cell specific um, organ specific stem cells that he talks about, yeah. and the bioregulators. It's like there's yeah. some sort of a I know Dr. Chan does the, the peptides and things as well, but there, there, there's something about that organ specific honing in on those organs rather than just mesenchymal stem cells. So I'm really keen to dive into that. Did you actually get the stem cell treatments with Dr. Chan at all? Have you experienced them personally? I met him during COVID and in order to get real stem cells, you have to go to uh, one of the. Yeah, one of the clinics. Of the clinics and I wasn't no one was traveling so he did everything by mail so I didn't get the true stem cell like I would like to and and uh, but I did get stem cells uh, last year from Dr. Todd and that's why I wanted you to meet him because oh, wow. I was thinking of your mom and uh, Dr. Todd you'll find out has uh, Dr. Todd Ovakitis mm-hmm. at Chigenics at, which is in Carlsbad California and they are um he developed a, a patented laser uh, uh, transport system for getting the stem cells to the place where they're needed. So I, without wow. getting too technical about it, he'll tell you, and that's why I wanted him to be on my podcast. So when I went in there, they said, okay, what, you know, let's, they do a very extensive interview before they'll even give you a shot. And then um, they uh, centrifuge your blood and then they do this laser beam thing, laser treatment that uh, I mentioned to you. And he he asks you, you know, what are the areas of your most concern? And those are the usually they target like three to five areas. Mm-hmm. So in my case, I did my ankle, of course, because I was still, you know, yep, recovering. recovering. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then I did, um, let's see, what else did I do? I think I did the brain. I did the things that I thought, you know, cause I didn't have any real, I, thank God, no illnesses. So I did the liver, the brain, the, um, the, uh, ankle foot. And, oh, and I did the female organs. They mm-hmm. said, oh, guess what? You're probably going to get your period again. Wow. <laughs> because because really? we're stimulating the vaginal uh, area. Well, I, I didn't, although you might get a little spotty, but it's actually worth it, Lisa, yeah. for people that are over 50 to, um, to gen, you know, particularly if you've gone through menopause, I think, to, to look at that. So anyway, if you ever wow. go to meet, that will be one thing. So that was my stem cell treatment. I, and you, they say you should do it every three to six months, but I never have gone back there. But it would be yeah, a year. It's difficult. It's a, it's the only problem, you know, I'm unable to travel because I can't leave mum at the moment. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stuck um, trying. I'm, I, I really want to get some of these um, clinic, uh, clinic down here that offers these sorts of cutting edge things. And I don't know how I'm going to do it or when or what, <laughs> but that's my goal is to be able to get stem cells down here, get peptides down here, get bioregulators down here. We're working on that that piece um, and, and to get the, the latest and greatest of stuff like Fountain Life does in Florida, you know, with the, with, you know, pre nuvo scans and clearly scans and, you know, all of the latest did being able to digitize where your health is at so that Kiwis can get access to this because at the moment we're just, you know, watching what's going on in America and Russia and Europe and, and unable to access most of it ourselves. And it's, and it's, um, it's, it's a little bit frustrating when you're like so into it and you want these things for you and for your, for, you know, I want it for mum. Um, right. and so I'm going to have to bring these, these things down here rather than wait <laughs> to go over there. I think you're going to have to be the pioneer and, yep. um, the instigator because uh you know if you waited around for it to happen it may never it may it exactly. someday but when you're not in the time frame that you want so exactly. i would say yeah go are you going to try to go to phil mickens uh could you think you can go to london and and um, no, i'm un, un, unable to leave mum for more than uh 48 hours would be the max so I, I, yeah. I, I just, and I won't leave her, you know, like there's just too much risk when I leave her, you know, that we, when I come back, you know, there's just so much that can go wrong in a couple of days. Um, yeah, so, so I just don't leave her. Maybe by May of next year, there'll be a, you know, a, a big change. You never know, right? You're working every day. To get exactly. her every day we're trying to get her better and stronger. And so that, you know, and, and we do, we, we, we have little wins and then we have little setbacks and cause she's in her eighties. And because she's had so much damage, you know, before I got into this world and before all this was available to us and before all this wonderful science, you know, she'd done a heck of a lot of damage with the wrong diet and the wrong, you know, lifestyle and all the things and being a mum and looking after everyone else instead of yourself. And so now we've got a lot to undo and unpack. And that, in, in a way, it's a privilege because I get to see what, you know, has happened to her and to my dad um, and, and to go, I don't want to, I don't want to be next, you know, and, and I think a lot of the people that I'm talking to that are in their fifties now, like my age, girlfriends from school or whatever, they're all starting to think, is that my future? Is that where I'm heading? Where my parents have unfortunately ended up. And that's a bit of a like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to go down that road. And how do I stop going down that road? Um, and you know, for me as the goal, 
is to live a long time and Mm -hmm. to live healthy, you know, like not just to live a long time and be decrepit and to have that 30-year odd decline that most of us experience from the age of 50 downwards, you know, um, but to be, you know, out running one day when I'm 120 and then just drop dead, you know, like that would be the way to go, right? (laughs) I I agree. I agree. You know, um, we're very lucky to be living at the time at this time in life when, you know, there's going to be so many more answers, like even just artificial intelligence, as much as they say it it has its dangers, it also has its real benefits in health. And um, so I think the sky is the limit and it's all a matter of access. And and of course, curiosity, Um, you know, we could just be living like a lot of people just day to day without the uh, the kind of um what do you call it the um passion the yeah the mission <laughs> for, no, for knowing more and i i will say to all your viewers as you get a little older you know it, let's just use 50 as that turning point because that is about you know everybody's sort of milestone half half a century um you start realizing that you're spending a lot more time taking care of yourself and your health than you did in your, uh, between your, you know, birth and your 50 and your 50. So even just take hormones for an example, your hormones start to sabotage you if you don't take your uh, proactive approach to Mm -hmm. managing Mm -hmm. your hormones. So not everybody can just say they're going to go through life without ever having to adjust a hormone. That would be, almost impossible. So there's a, there's a subject matter that takes time. You have to go and find out what is it your body wants and where is it lacking and how do you measure, um, you know, what to, what is lacking and what you do about it. And, and certainly do not take anything but bioidentical hormones. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't put any chemicals in your body any more than you have to. Uh, but, the bioidentical hormones, in case anybody doesn't know what that is, means that you're either do, either doing it with creams uh, or with a pill, but they're coming from sources that are natural to you. And so like progesterone is a good example, comes uh, an estrogen. You know, yams are one of the biggest sources of of, vit- of uh, hormones. And well, yams can be made into a cream. And I think Dr. Yurth even said on my podcast that she encourages some of her patients that don't want to spend a bloody fortune on hormones to use where they're available to use some of the creams that are out yep. there. Yep. yep. And at least that's doing something it's your skin is your largest organ. So let your skin do its work. And, um, yep. but that's yep. just one example. And then, you know, you look at all the other things you and I have touched on today, like, like um, mm-hmm. peptides and uh, DNA and um, microbiome. We haven't talked yeah, about that. Huge. Yeah, the gut, actually, the gut health. Have you got any specialists that that you've interviewed on on gut health? Because that's a a, a huge area. I do. I have two that I'm going to send to you. Uh, The first one is the most recent one is Dr. Uh, Rob Silverman. Mm -hmm. And he's written a book that you would find interesting. Let me let me go look him up and Mm -hmm. get you a link to um, I mean, an introduction to talk to him. He's he's fabulous. And um, I think, you know, I'm on muscle. My podcast is, is featured on muscle and fitness. And mm. Dr. Silverman has been a guest many times. Uh, Rob wow. Fletcher, 
the senior uh, person at Muscle and Fitness and Business Development. So they're very good buddies. And anyway, uh, Dr. Silverman focuses on the microbiome. So he, he would be one that I would suggest to you. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, even, I- even like Dr. Uh, Nina Sashtev, I mean, she's she's a generalist. Uh, but she doesn't. She certainly knows you cannot ignore eighty percent of your immune system is in your GI tract. So you have you know, sometimes you have to start there in order it's, to make changes. It is a place that I always look because you know, like when you, 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 you whatever you're dealing with. If I've got someone with cancer, I look at their microbiome. If I've got someone with mm-hmm. a stroke, I look at a microbiome. Someone with a traumatic brain injury, I look at the microbiome because it's where it, if this affects that. And cancer is very much affected by that, you know, and this right. is your immune system and your immune system. So, yeah, it, it, it's just one of those many times overlooked things. Um, and, and um, you know, like one of my favorite people that to listen to, Dr. Mark Hyman, who ha- haven't managed to get on the show, probably a little bit out of my league. Uh, <laughs> I would love to talk to him. But he is brilliant. Um he, you know, like the way he uh, understands that, that, that you know, this, the systems that we're taught in the, in the traditional medical model, you know, you're a psychologist and you deal with that part and you're a cardiologist and you deal with this part. What, these are all integrated systems that talk to each other <laughs> and that are connected and have an effect on each other, you know, and, and, and we, we, the separated, the separate sort of organs systems, it doesn't exist. It's only in the human model that we've built become a specialist. And I get that because you've got to be really specialized into the cardiovascular system or the whatever. But you need to have this general overview as well. And you need to know how the brain talks to the gut and the gut talks to the brain and what the vagal nerve does and this and that. You know, you need to have that complete um, holistic view. And, and it's harder. It's much harder to, 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 to work that way because you have to investigate and peel back the layer of the onions and you run up dead ends and you go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with a lady at the moment. Um, with massive skin issues and we're trying, you know, is it toxins? Is it mercury? Is it, you know, digestive mm-hmm. problems? And so we're going to have to go through sometimes expensive tests to, to, to work out where the actual problem is. But putting on a band aid approach is definitely not going to work in the long run. And it's, you know, is why, why some of these people end up on your doorstep because They've got all these polypharmacy things going on. Just interrupting the show to let you know about my longevity and anti-aging supplement range. I'd love you to go and check it out. Go to my website, lisatarmity.com and hit the shop button and you'll see a curated range of supplements, the latest in anti-aging, longevity, health optimization, performance optimization. I've gone out into the world, interviewed the most amazing doctors and scientists, as you'll know if you follow the show, and gone and got some of the best products that are out there. Stuff that I give to my family, that's what's in my range. So go and check it out at lisatamati.com. Well, first of all, um, you're, you're, you're going to, people are going to come to you when they have a problem. It's too bad people couldn't come just to say, Hey, I'm in perfect health. Yeah. How do I stay there? (laughs) If that could be the only clients that you had, what a difference, right? But it's always, you know, and, and particularly men always wait till they have a crisis before they go seek answers. They tend to be less uh, curious than than women. That's a generalization, but um, I think you know, women would say to you that 
but most of the time, as soon as they have something, they're going to go look for a solution. And so, yeah, you're, you're, the, the, the gut is the kind of, well, the liver is the detox organ. And I don't, you know, I listen to people who do not make, they do not connect the dots and it just blows my mind. I don't understand. How can you not realize that what you put into your mouth and into your body is going to have an effect externally in the way you feel? It's just a matter of logic that, you know, your body is a miracle, but it can only be miraculous if you support the mechanisms that make it be miraculous. So, you know, and the liver, of course, is one of the greatest miracles of all. Mm. But you can't mistreat it. No, and, so, and it, it actually is the slowest to age. And, you know, like I, I was listening to Dr. Chan talk about the liver's the last thing to go, but um, not if you abuse it all the time and, you know, drink too much and do do the wrong things. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's we, we've got so much to learn, you and I, and we know that we're at the beginning of our journey, really. You know, like we're even though I've been doing this for eight years and I've interviewed over 300 and something amazing, incredible wow. world-leading people. Um, I know that I there is just so much more I don't know, and so it's an insati- I have an insatiable appetite for learning. You know, from the time my eyes open yeah. to the time I go to sleep, you know, and I drive everyone nuts. But I'm constantly seeking out the answers for the whatever question I'm asking at the time. When because I've got constantly, I've got all these problems that people have come to me with or mum's got or I've got and I'm trying to find the answer and it is like being you know it's it's, I'm like Sherlock Holmes man I'm like Sherlock Holmes I'm just like trying to work it out you know (laughs) and spending the hours to learn all this stuff you know well I think it's just you look at it as a process and that um, every day like I said before every day is a learning experience and it's all about being like a sieve you know Mm. if you uh, not a sieve. I shouldn't say that. Like a vessel. A vessel. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a sieve that you're going to go Sponge. in and go out. Vessel will hold your your knowledge. But yeah, you know, the one thing you learn um, in life is the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Don't know. <laughs> that sets up the paradigm of, uh, of of being a curious learner and a lifelong learner. That you will always be asking questions. And um, searching for whatever answers. You know, I, I, another thing I, I, I wanted to say, and I forgot to say earlier, there are many dead-end paths. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned in, you know, the health and wellness world is I've taken some dead-end paths. I mean, mm-hmm. I've spent money on nice. things work. Um, and I'm talking maybe more into the beauty and aesthetic side. Um, uh, but... You know, it could be it can be both the medical and the um, and the aesthetics. But there's a lot of charlatans. Not to say to be negative, but you really have to do your homework. And and also, not every body is going to react the same way. Like what I might find helpful, you might find completely worthless because our biochemistry is different, and we 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 you know accept things and 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 experience. Uh, those those protocols differently. Mm-hmm. So I think to cust- I, mean, I can only imagine what your 
challenges are by having clients because you really do have to listen so carefully and then you have to go kind of into the unknown where you you can't possibly know the biochemistry of even with all the blood work and other measures that you use it's it's very difficult to know how someone's going to respond just the metabolism alone you know some people are highly sensitive others like me, I don't seem to react to things, you know, and I don't have any allergies or, um, you know, so. Uh, You're a so, bit more robust. Yeah, and some, but some people are just super sensitive and you just have to, you have to work with good doctor teams. So I work with a number of doctors. I always have my clients under, and, and we don't just go to one doctor because I need specialists in different areas depending on the person and their need and how desperate it is and how much resources they've got. But you 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 work with the right people who have that deep knowledge, you know, um, and and then you you coordinate and you get the feedback, feedback, feedback from the client. And I think one of the the hardest things is that a lot of the stuff we can do, like I've been doing um, thiamine um, uh, therapy, which is high dose mega doses of mega doses of B one, and this is super powerful information. This is the work of um, Dr. Chandler Mars, who I've got coming on shortly, another great person to put on your radar, um, okay. and Elliot Overton, whose uh, podcast comes out this week. And I'm testing this out on myself, and I'm I'm making progress, and I can feel it. Um, but uh, I'm doing it with mum, and I'm being a much more cautious because there is this thing called a paradoxical reaction. And this happens in a lot of different things, that sometimes you get worse because the body has is is uh, trying to adapt to this new thing that you've put in that it may desperately need in this case vitamin b1 um mm-hmm. but it it can cause the body to be worse or it can cause a detox reaction or a paradoxical reaction and that's where you can lose a lot of people if you haven't prepared them well and um understand that this is a sort of an up and down process you know um and so that that's a difficult one yeah, and that's a Hertzheimer's. That's called a yes. Hertzheimer's. You have a mm-hmm. detox reaction because your body, it's not that it doesn't want it. It's that it has to get rid of some things before it can accept it. But yeah. how do you take the B1? Is it by a pill? or? Um, so, yes, yeah. So uh, look up the work of Dr. Chandler Mars and Dr. Derek Lonsdale. He's um, now 99 years old now, but he, uh, through Dr. Chandler Mars, who I'm having on the show, and Elliot Overton, and his his, his podcast came out literally uh, yesterday, I think, on my, my show, Um and this is very, very powerful for so, so many things because vitamin B1 is at the top of the metabolic um, circle of energy production, if you like. And so if B1 is offline because of toxins, because of virus, because of brain injury, Parkinson, multiple sclerosis, any, any one of these reasons can cause the B1 not to be working. And then you need to really sort of brute force it with high levels of, 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 um, B1, but you have to work up to these higher doses. And you can find that you don't have any response until you get to that really high dose. Uh, and I've seen it with my mum who I'm, I'm, I'm slowly taking her up through this protocol at the moment. And all of a sudden her brain switched on after eight years of really struggling to get her to communicate and talk and be more um, interactive. Like she can talk and she can do things, but she's very quiet and she's very introverted and she's very not participatory, you know, like she's not. And and um, because everything's a, a difficult for her to find words and, you know, all of this sort of thing. 
what I've noticed by having her on this protocol the last few weeks is that her brain just is just switched on. She's much more defiant. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, she's more um, assertive. She's more talkative. And she's more her old self. She's starting mm-hmm. to come back online. But I'm seeing some other wow. side effects in her. So I'm going to have to dial it back down and then bring it back up. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it's a it, it's a sort of a, a, a many months process, I think. Um, but mm-hmm. if you're willing to go through that up and down of that paradoxical problem that you can um, often have, you know, then you can come out the other side. And they're using this for Parkinson's and multiple sclerosis and cancer and um, just so so many diseases. So I won't butcher the science. I'll let you listening to the to the experts on it. But I I'd highly recommend looking into that. Um, I'm going to have to wrap this up. I've got a client um, shortly, but Michelle, you're wonderful. I'm so glad that we've connected. We agree on so many, so many things that we, we've we've had good discussions on. Um, I think what you're doing is very powerful. You're a role model. Um, you're, you're bringing this out to your people, to your audience, all these great people, and I'm glad that we we get to exchange and help each other a little bit in this process of, of finding fabulous people to interview and to, to talk to. So thank you so much for sharing on the show today. So they say it's not what you know, but who you know. And, and, and I think that you and I are exemplifying that, that, uh, that knowing each other is like a gestalt. You know, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So I welcome this continuing relationship and uh, sharing of ideas. And, and I, I will be very excited to have you come on my podcast. Yeah. So we have that all scheduled for you. So thank you, Lisa. And uh, you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you so much, Michelle. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review, and share with your friends. Head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatamati.com.